Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Winchester Radio. Uh, yes, we're back again uh, for a year hiatus. We were back last week. Um, and uh, we just took right up again like we never left. <laughs> so that was re- pretty cool. We had lots of fun. Um and filled our whole two hours. <laughs> and now we know that um, we go off the air in two hours. It used to record, but now it doesn't. Um, tonight, uh, tonight for us, we are going to talk about Gods and Monsters, second episode of season 14, uh, directed by Dick Spate and written by Brad Buckner and Eugene Ross Lemming. Um, and, well, there's that. <laughs> um you know, they're not my favorite writers, but maybe always has the good things to say about the points I don't think about. So that's a good thing. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll have more details about them and their writing this time than probably I thought of, but, or not, maybe. (laughs) Um, We'll see. Yeah. Well, no, well, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not this time. Um, I... (laughs) I I would say just in general, um, if you read a like an interview and they quote uh, Eugene, I would not believe a word she says. <laughs> she, she she says things like, "Oh no, we're not going to see the Apala for months. It's in Dry Dock." And then you know the episode for, the season premiere starts, and hey, there's Sam driving the Apala. Oh, I wouldn't quite believe her um, about that sort of thing. Anyway, um, this this uh, this episode um, we had Michael, seen as Michael, Michael. But by the end of this episode, uh, we are supposedly back to Dean, um, <laughs> and there were some things in between. Um, what am I? Were there? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, yeah. You know what? Actually, I'll explain, that. I'll explain that statement as we get more. I'll explain why I said it that way <laughs> when we get more into it, because there's actually a reason why I said that. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite scenes in this episode is with Jack, <laughs> and and I I really think Alex is so talented, and he was so good with Jack. It was Jack and um, his grandparents, Kelly's parents, mother and father. And I, I just thought that scene was really, really good. Um, that comes later in the episode. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually liked it. Um, I We open up with Michael experimenting on vampires, um, trying to figure out what he's doing with them, the vampires and then the werewolves later, because he's trying to make them more invulnerable, invulnerable to hunters. Is that it? That's what it seems. I mean, to make them a, it seems like he's making like a super race kind of thing, so that they can yeah, because, annihilate humans. I have yeah, because to say, we saw that cutting off a werewolf's head works, but nothing else worked on a werewolf that usually does. But we see the initial experiments are on vampires, and you know we got to see a little yeah, bit more I, of you know Michael, and he's very cold and. 
and he's and he's happy to kill humans, you know, with his little butcher's apron. And I tell you, Jensen flips a knife really, really well. It doesn't matter which kind it is. He just handles those really well. And did anybody I have feel? I have feelings about that we moment. Were gonna, but... What? I have opinions about that moment, but what were you going to say, Becky? I was going to say that I was so confused the first time I watched it. I, The second <laughs> time through, I was able to figure it out better. But it's like, okay, he's experimenting. You know, he met up with the vampires mm-hmm. at the end of last week. This week he starts off with he's experimenting on vampires. So I just assumed he's doing something with vampires. Wasn't it? And then when he meets up with the werewolf chick, I did not know she was a werewolf. I thought she was Shame. a I thought she was a vampire yeah. with really bad teeth. I was like, since well, the vampire is a vampire with different teeth. Yeah. I have yeah. to agree. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes yeah. what I was going to say when I said, um, did anything actually happen? Is It took me, I'm, again, I usually stand on an island going, no, uh, Buckner and Lemming are fine. And I will say that there were parts of this episode I really liked, but oh my god, it took me three solid watches of this episode to really understand what was going on because I kept zoning out. I thought it was really talky. I thought it was really it's talky. so talky. And they right? are and very, and as writers, they are always very dialogue heavy and very exposition heavy. It is their style. Mm-hmm. But, oh... I, I'm so afraid to say this because I'm going to preface this with Jensen Ackles, if you're listening ever, now, in the future, whatever, you know I adore you. You're fully aware of it. But I'm so bored with Michael. I can't focus on a thing he's saying. God, I don't care about Michael at all. I so don't care. He talks and I'm like, I need to get my nails done. I'm thirsty. I might have, like, it's just, I don't care. He's so talky and drony. And it was not as bad in the first episode because it was less. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he was talking to the werewolf this time, and I was like, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> And yes, he flipped the knife. Jensen flipped yeah. the knife, great. But the moment he flipped that knife, I saw Jensen, not Michael. I didn't even see I Dean. Dean. I saw Jensen. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, and the thing is, the first time, the talking, I guess I kind of zoned out on it because I had no idea what was going on. And then mm-hmm. the second time, I was trying to pay attention and figure things out, and I was still confused. So I yeah, I, I'm totally there. Oh, uh, it didn't bore me. That's the thing. I I I wasn't bored. I was, I was just, bored when I was bored whenever it was a um, I was bored during the Michael scenes. Like again, I get the whole experimenting and trying to make a super race, but the scene the scene itself the the scene itself and the writing and the directing did Jensen no favor. I really oh again, this is another thing I'm gonna say that just gets gonna get me in trouble. Uh, I just don't think this episode was well directed. I just don't. I'm I'm sorry, Dick Spate. You know, I I, I don't know mm-hmm. what to say. I really thought this episode was poorly directed in general. The oh. pacing was bad. The, everything was bad. So I I like scene, that Michael. Oh. Uh, I was just gonna say the scene where the werewolves come in and jump Sam and Mary and Bobby. 
um, I had no idea they were werewolves until um, some voiceover person, and it wasn't Sam, it wasn't Bobby, and it wasn't Mary, it wasn't those actors, yelled, werewolves! You know, they, after filming, somebody has put that in, because... You have, if you listen, you can tell it's no, it's not Jim Beaver and it's not Jared saying werewolves. No, so, something was something uh, was super wrong with the directing and editing of this episode. It was just yes. Mm, I think when they watched werewolves. it, they could tell. Um, they could tell. Um, nobody's going to know what these are, so we better put in something here. So somebody say werewolves because yeah. yeah. What, Other than because yeah. when First they came I was in, like, and I'm oh, like, no, werewolves. Yeah, okay. I was the same way. I'm like, werewolf. Who knew? Come in, because I was still thinking the, the girl. Yeah, I was still thinking the girl yeah. was a vampire with bad teeth. So I was like, well, and I, I saw know. some people on Twitter when 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 it with the first uh, with the East Coast airing on Thursday, there were people on my timeline going, "What's wrong with this vampire's teeth?" And some people were like, "Uh, we don't have an alpha vamp anymore." Like there were other people that were confused, and it wasn't so much the writing because it is actually laid out for you. It is. It's just that yeah, obviously everybody zoned out during that scene. Yeah. <laughs> like he right, let that, he literally says that the, the cognac is not laced with silver. Yeah, he says that the cognac's not laced with silver. Right. We've seen werewolves before, and yet everybody went, huh? Eh? <laughs> the past yeah. master says, I, I'm I, a can't pass. Pass. Wait, I, I thought the alpha vampire yeah. was dead. <laughs> And a leader who, oh, silver, what? Yeah, it was, it was confusing. The guy, the guy it just like, started with said, vampires yeah. and stopped. Well, but see, here's the thing. It actually wasn't confusing. It's that it didn't hold anybody's attention long enough for anyone to pay attention to the plot. Because on my second watch where I was actually like, okay, focused, it's not confusing. It's super laid out. I still found myself kind of drifting away mm. and forcing myself to pay attention to that exposition scene. And again, I do think it's a co- it was a combination. It was a triple threat of oops, where the dialogue was clunky. Uh, and I think what it is is everyone's trying so hard to write Michael not like Dean, but they're not paying attention enough to write him as an angel. They're just making sure to not write him as Dean. And it's a little, it comes off very clunky. So then you have that coupled with, I don't think that scene was blocked or directed well. And then I don't think it was edited well. So for me, it was the writing, the directing, and the editing that all just, to me, it all really let Jensen down <laughs> in this episode. All so of it really everything? let him down as, <laughs> as, a, as an actor. Yeah, I, I really do think it all let him down as an actor. And I, I just, I, I like, I like, I, I could see, I could see Jensen trying. I could see him working at it. There's yes. things I like. I liked, um, I liked the line. I mean, he, Michael had a like a smidge of arrogant humor. I like the little of this, little of that, and then he dies. Like, oh, too much of that, you know. So <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought I, I, I like that a lot. Um, I like, yeah, he's very. Matter of fact, sometimes I saw Dean in his the way he said certain phrases, like the way Dean would say them, and then sometimes I would catch it would be Michael, um, and he's that very sort of flat, 
um, delivery, very matter of fact, you know, which is meant to be that archangel, you know, who, who doesn't care. But, but we've seen more archangels, and they all had personality. I mean, their, their, their voice modulation was all over the place. They were all arrogant, but um, they weren't as stone cold as, yeah, and I and do like is, the injection of a little bit of Michael, actually. Yeah, I didn't right? like I didn't mind the, the little bit of this little bit of that, that 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 moment was really well done, but like I said, for me, where that overall scene fell apart for me was the blade flip was Jensen. It was I, it took me completely out of the scene. It was Jensen. It wasn't even Dean. Like, and not just like mm. oh, we're used to seeing Jensen in that do that at, at, like do that with microphones or do that like playing around with prop knives before mm-hmm. no no i mean like his complete body language changed and it and it was suddenly like look you know when you're watching mm-hmm. when i'm watching the show dean is not jensen for me like to me they don't even look exactly alike it's like twins who look alike but don't like, there's always something a little eh. mm-hmm. that's how sam mm-hmm. and dean are for me for jared and jensen this was him falling into Jensen again and them keeping that take because no one really caught it. And then adding the, the flash behind him was just almost a little cheesy, all put together. I think those elements could have worked separately, but the humor plus the knife flip plus the flashing all together was just, again, I, I really feel like the, writing, editing, and directing, specifically the editing and directing, really let Jensen down in this episode. And given how he has expressed how nervous he was, that mm. upset me for him. Yeah, and wasn't apparently wasn't getting a whole lot of feedback from writers, showrunners, whatever. And, well, you know, I mean, on one hand, on one hand, I could criticize so. that. On the other hand, Good. <laughs> Do we really want um, input? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> well, I, I understand. Do I really want also, Andrew Dapp okay. input on 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 angels? Not particularly. No. He didn't want to give any, so that's a good thing. But and, but it reminds me that also that's feel... happened for years. That's happened for years yeah. because Sarah Gamble used to put in her scripts. Well, uh, uh, Jensen will make this work, you know, or Jensen will right. And I do think that that it's like I do think it's kind of interesting that Jensen even approached it, which again speaks to him admitting that he was nervous about this. And I think Mm -hmm. we haven't had, aside from Jared playing Gadriel in season nine. Like I said, this is the closest we've had to the original Angels and that kind of feeling. And I think, smartly, Jensen is endeavoring to not replicate anybody that we've seen in previous years, and I think that's really smart of him. And I Mm -hmm. think, had he just run with that, it would have been fine. I think, like I said, I think because he's in, he got in his own head so much and then with no guidance or whatever guidance he did get was just not that great. And I think maybe, did he ever, I, you did know, he ever, he had, he had, he had someone, well, actually probably wasn't on set, but 
he probably has his phone number. He could have talked to Aaron <laughs> about it. But again, I do think I do, and I thought of that. But I do think he is endeavoring to not replicate Jared's Lucifer or Jared's real. And I think that's smart of him. I, I really like, and I think he's afraid. Sure. I think he was afraid of that. Maybe I'm projecting I don't because that's what would've... I would be afraid of. I don't mean look at what Jared did. I don't mean watch scenes or even just sort of run it by Jared and, I and sort of think, say, I, I do know, think, I do think directions that, or discussions. I do think that it has suffered on the fact that they didn't have scenes together as Michael and Sam. I mean, I'm sure we will later, mm. but as of right now in creating this character for Jensen, that you know, as they both said, they don't really, they kind of direct each other. Mm-hmm. And so you have, and I think I mentioned this last week as well, you have Jensen primarily in scenes with, I mean, I'll even say it, like, yes, Daniela's his wife, but she's not somebody that he's acted with regularly on the show. So, mm-hmm. he, and if she wasn't his wife, then this, I mean, the phrase does fit. It just sounds kind of, I don't mean it to sound as rude as it's going to come off because she's his wife, so it's going to sound rude, but it's not the way I mean it. But the fact that he's had to play this character against what all boils down to day players. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I think as someone who's been playing a role on a set for 13 plus years, to suddenly play a different role on the same set without safety nets really of people who can I say people but person without a person who can go whoa 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 or let's let's work this out or let's run this again this way you know you have day players that are just going to do whatever the lead actor and the director tell them to do they're not going to jump in they're not going to say they're Mm -hmm. not first of all they're not going to be they're not going to be well versed in the show anyway but second of all, they're just simply not going to jump in and say, excuse me, Mr. State, excuse me, Mr. Ackles, can we run it this way? But, but maybe, Jensen, if you do it this way, it's a little less like this and more like Michael. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think, I think having it that he didn't have any of the scenes, any scenes that helped form Michael play against Jared as Sam and I don't, and I mean that both. I mean, play against Jared to be there, and play against Sam to have that persona to kind of slip against to be so not Dean, because there are times where mm-hmm. it feels like it, it feels like Dean playing Michael, not Jensen playing Michael. It feels like Jensen playing Dean playing Michael sometimes. Where yeah. and again, I I one hundred percent take that down to the directing. I just I take it because I I didn't feel that way in the first episode. Mm. I did not feel that I did not feel that way last week. I felt that way this week, and so, and maybe it is also again having your friend be your director is a detriment when you're doing something so different like this. I don't know. Well, and maybe the, Jensen is sitting there going, the she's all wrong. She's got it all wrong. 
Well, Justin, if you're listening, call him. (laughs) I'm just glad he's not listening. (laughs) Also, also the Supernatural's editor for the first few episodes this season is no longer editing on Supernatural. So it'll be interesting to see after, I don't know, the first few episodes, I'm not sure how many, how the editing I want to say I think six would have been the last one. Okay. Unless they so unless she unless more. she'd already backed away before that, then it would be five. Mm-hmm. So which I more. am admittedly more. looking forward to seeing uh, if there's a, a change. Uh, I don't care how me many that's well. on it. Uh, me as well. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but so the like door, I said, overall, the butt I, on the way in. Overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? overall I I think Jen, overall I think Jensen's a better actor than this episode allowed him to be. Hmm. I was disappointed that yeah. the mirror scene wasn't longer. That which one? The mirror, the mirror scene. scene. I, I know like, cuz you really got the feeling longer. it was going to be a big scene. Yeah, and then well, it, it may like, have nope, been, but again, all, editor. All done. <laughs> yeah. No, because that editor's longer. not going to cut Jensen stuff. She would not have cut oh, anything that was, mm-hmm. if she, you know. So I really do think yeah, it was I not, I, I think Becky's right. I think fair. it was not a scene that was written with as much length as we were led to believe that it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for uh, another thing about this episode, to me, my the parts that I was most interested in in this episode were the Nick parts, all of the Nick. Yes. Parts. Mark Pellegrino Which, knocked it out mm, of all parts this week. He he's was, wonderful, he was amazing. I mean, he was mm-hmm. you know he, when he realizes what happened to his wife and his baby, you know that scene was just. How his voice has changed, and he's crying, and I mean, oh, it just breaks your heart. And then to the end mm-hmm. scene where he's got the guy against the wall and he's threatening him, yet there are still tears coming out of his eyes. And mm-hmm. he he was fantastic. And I know the theory is that um, you know Lucifer's still there. The way he you know tra- he snaps his is that a real Cassiel. theory? I assume it was. It is. I assume. Oh, I no, that's not the way I, I saw it. I saw it as okay. this is. I love totally screwed him up. I, I love that moment when he flips right into his Lucifer. I don't think Lucifer's mm-hmm. there. I think he's just. He's been a part of Nick for so long. He's so tangled up in the character in Nick yeah, okay, that, that it's not so easy to get rid of him. I don't think he's actually there. I just think he's messed him up so badly that he's just there. He's just part of him, and Here's, he just reacts. I he have he just reacts. I have a I have a completely different theory, which is probably mm-hmm. so very wrong. <laughs> Everybody be like. <laughs> Yeah, right. You're so wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hey. wondering if maybe it was Nick who killed his wife and his baby. Yes, that's my theory, too. Oh, I wonder. Yay! I'm, I'm not crazy. Yay! <laughs> and you know what? You know what? First of all, there's two things with this. First of all, I went and rewatched episode 
uh, one of season five. Mm-hmm. First of all, I owe Becky a public apology because I was like, ugh, I forgot how much I hated Bobby in this episode. But I was like, oh, yeah, he's possessed. My bad. <laughs> so uh, apologies for that. Uh, <laughs> but I will also say that season, season five is probably the, ep- the season of the earlier seasons. Season five is my... I, I sit on, I stand on an island alone. I know, I know. I don't particularly mm. like season five. It just, I have a lot of issues with it that are continuing to this day with this season, but neither here nor there. Um, so I went back and I was like, did we ever see, like, what did we see? So the only thing that we know is that he was, his family is dead and he was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was like, mm-hmm. but when I was watching it, as I was watching it, like he knew certain details, and the guy was so afraid of him that I was like, no, Nick killed them. He just doesn't. And the way he I wondered if it's, Artie it's exactly saw because... Nick out the window and was too scared. Yeah, exactly. That's my theory it's too. It's like he said he saw he was a so... man coming out of the house, and yet, and then he's like changed his mind. I think that's exactly what in my that was, was like, my theory. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anything. I swear. I swear. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when you have movies or shows when, like, there's a killer or a monster. that's like, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. Mhm. And mm-hmm. the fact and that he killed he killed this guy with a hammer, which is what uh-huh. was used to kill his wife and his baby. So I think and, that I think less I think it's less that we're gonna see that Lucifer is still part of Nick in some way, but I think it's gonna be revealed that you know, we always assume and it kind of goes back a bit to to season seven with Repo Man, although God I wish that episode I wish there were things that, that episode did better that it didn't do because I couldn't help comparing it to um The Angel episode. Yes, which is just one of the best episodes of Angel, and it's so good that uh, Repo Man falls short of that. Um, I can't think of the name of it yet right now. Is it I've Got You Under My Skin? Is that the one? Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, we're so conditioned that the vessel is a good person. The vessel mm. is, you know, for the angels, they're, they're a believer, or they're, you know, they're devout in some way, or they want to help in some way. And we're used to, like, we see a lot with demons that, you know, like, they're just normal people that weren't doing anything inherently wrong. They weren't bad people. They were just convenient vessels. And so I think, I feel like they are setting us up to see that Lucifer chose Nick because Nick was vulnerable in that way to saying yes because he already had an evil inside of him. I don't know if they're going to make it like, like he was a blackout drunk and didn't mean to kill his wife or he didn't remember killing his wife or whatever because we'll see. But there's actually nothing in the early meetings of Nick that gives us any indication that it, could, that it, that it can't be him. He's upset, but like maybe he just regrets it in, in the moment of sobriety. And the way that maybe he, maybe he misses them when he's drunk, but he killed them when he was sober. I don't know, but that is, I agree with your theory. I agree. There's so yeah. many things, I think, from that episode that points to he could have, like, you know, seeing the crib with the blood pouring out, you know, that's something mm-hmm. 
you know, that the killer would have seen, you know, the crib, and I do of, think you know, bloody crib. And if they go that way, that he was smart. imagining that, yeah. Yeah, if it goes that way, it's smart because I feel like TV and, you know, especially like procedurals and things like that, give the public the idea that, like, most murders get solved. And, like, they really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of people get away with murder. Yeah. It's right. Yep. Right. right now, this uh, week is the 20th anniversary of when a 15-year-old girl here in our county was killed. And to this day, mm-hmm. still don't know who killed her. And yeah. it's been over the, and your county all is over small. the news this week. Yeah, we have 18,000 people in our entire county. And it's been on the, um, you know, the Lexington News, which is two hours north of me even, about how this is the 20th anniversary of her death and still don't know who killed her. It was 10 years before they found her bones in the woods. So Yeah, and that's another thing that they talk about. You know, people think, like, how can people be missing, you know, I forget the numbers, but and I knew at one point, but the amount of missing people is astronomical. Like, it's terrifying mm-hmm. that people just go missing and you just can never find them. Like, are they dead? Did they start a new life? Like, you don't know. So the, my point is, is that it, I think it would be, if they do it, I think it's a cool storyline to do where Nick is mm-hmm. investigating the murder of, the murder that he committed. And it's a very, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, like a, like a memento vibe to it where, you know, the beginning of Memento where he says, you know, that he, he's being chased. Do you feel like so he wait, doesn't I remember doing it? But Lucifer's whacked I don't think out he does. so much that, that he feels that Again, watch, watch all justice. three of us be wrong and, it's, and, and no, but I feel like it's very telegraphed already. I, yeah. think, I, I think there's I a lot that I he think doesn't it's a good remember. Thing. I think there's a lot that he doesn't remember because of the whole Lucifer thing. Because at the beginning of the episode... He didn't even know that his wife and kid were dead. You know, he, we no. see him remembering it, which I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you're back. It's sitting the first thing you do. You know, if you didn't remember that they were dead, why hadn't you tried to find them by now? You know, but um, mm-hmm. and I that do would have been the first like, thing I would do. I do think like him moving to, to Smite House was more of a muscle memory kind of thing. And I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool moment. But I also yeah, think it's interesting, too. and again, possibly telegraphing that him, he and Cass actually have a shared experience, and I'll get into it, I have a flip side to that too. They have a shared experience, yet not only is Cass not commiserating, Nick is lashing out. He's not, and he's not even, like, Nick has the ability to go, yeah, well, you said yes to him too. You don't get to judge. And instead, he's lashing out at Cass over Jimmy. Which takes me to the fact that, like, wait, before I say that, I also want to point out that in watching episode one of season five, Mark Pellegrino has not aged in nine years. No. It's not a bit. <laughs> Weird. No. And Jesse is getting younger, which is, kind of, which is kind of cool because you think about the fact that he's been playing Lucifer and that body right. should look immortal, which is something that I know, like, the Vampire Diaries struggled with, and Angel, Angel and Buffy struggled with. I mean, they had the benefit of of James Marsters also being very slowly aging. As a, as a, I don't understand what's. Mm-hmm. How are you not aging, sir? Uh, well, um, but, Jensen looks young. Jensen looks younger. Well, but now, I'm like, saying like, especially he in this episode, look, like if you go back and watch season five, Jensen does not look the same. 
He looks no, good for he 40. Look he looks old. really good for 40, but he does not he, look. He looks pretty amazing. 30. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't he look young. He doesn't look the same way exact or... age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and neither mm-hmm. does oh, Jared. Really? Jared is aging very well as well. I don't think but it he says doesn't look pronounced as Jared because Jared was really young, and I mean he's well, but, aged. Yeah, so he actually old, old, became a man, aged beautifully. You know, he's he's much you know, but but he he looks very different than when he started. Jensen. Is basically the same. He's also aged. I well, disagree. But not really aged. Yeah, I disagree. So. I think Jensen looks. I think Jensen looks markedly different. I think his his lips because as we age, our lips thin out, so his his lips are small. His mouth is smaller. Um, his eyes have changed a little bit because it's just inevitable. And so I do think like when I look at, and I say this to someone who's more who finds Jensen more attractive now. I found him less attractive then mm-hmm. because I just always, I'm always going to like an older looking man. So that's just like my vibe. Mm-hmm. So when the show started and him being like me being, when I started watching the show at like 24, he was 28. And I was like, you look like a child. No, thank you. So now going <laughs> back, I still feel like you look like a child. No, thank you. Uh, whereas now I watch and I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, so I mm-hmm. do feel like there is a market aging in both of them, which mm-hmm. is, and it's, it's, it's fantastic aging. Please give me a list of your skincare. Both of you don't lie to me and tell me you don't have a <laughs> regimen because I'm not going to believe you. Uh, you spend too mm-hmm. much time in the sun to still look this good. I'm going to need a full mm-hmm. list of your, of your 12 step Korean beauty regimen. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, quick but, from, um, not on aging or beauty of our wonderful actors, <laughs> uh, but um, on Aww. Twitter, um, Dog, Dog Pod BK made a good comment. You know how last week they I commented how they never showed Bellamy Young in the flashbacks as Nick's wife and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing this week. We heard her voice, but we never saw her. Dog Pod BK on Twitter, she said maybe they didn't show Bellamy Young as Nick's wife because they're going to recreate the murder scene with a new actress. That is oh, a really good. Po- that is really good idea. I'm thinking. I hope she's right because then we would. Mm-hmm. And because I think that would go along with our theory that Nick's the killer as well. So are mm-hmm. you saying that maybe him seeing his wife was as Bellamy Young? It was more like an idealized version of her. Well, no, it's just you know they can't get her now, <laughs> so they'll get somebody else in the, in her place. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah. okay. I think, yeah, yeah, I do think it's probably that they can't get her right now, but um, that they have to use her voice. She, I'm not sure. I yeah. mean, if they recreate, I don't think they're going to show a face. I think, she, I think they're know, just going to flat out be like, we can't get her. <laughs> We're not even. Yeah, gonna... she blew up. I, I think, after I think they kind of learned their lesson. So. I mean, they got away with it with with Claire because they were able to age the actress up so much because so much time had gone by. But I don't think we're going to – I think they've kind of learned their lesson with – and I think on a show like this, it's really hard to switch out actress, actors and actress, actors and actresses because there's a canon within the show that you can do that with possessions. So well, they can't they really do it, the soap opera thing. With, they did it with Jimmy's wife. You know, yes, and, and I think and that was a mistake. And I think, I think they realized I it was a mistake, agree. and I don't think they'll do it again. That's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm I, saying. I don't think they'll do yeah. it again. 
the episode where, you know, we get Jimmy's wife and um, Claire back. Yeah, that one, because it wasn't the same actress, just did not give me the the emotional feelings that I should have gotten, you know, from that episode because it was a different actor. But I could totally see them because Bellamy Young is so big now. And if we're going with, if it's true that Nick is the killer, I could totally see them needing to show that scene. And since they can't get Bellamy Young, they get somebody else that looks kind of like mm-hmm. But, oh, but going back real quick to wrap up what I said, my point was that Mark Pellegrino has not aged. Not so one bit. actually, Mark Pellegrino, I'd like your 12-step Korean skincare regimen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, uh, exactly. That's good. That's, please tweet that Seriously. at Mark Ribbons. Thanks ever so much, sir. <laughs> because it is, it was really, it was actually kind of jarring to me to go back to that episode after watching this episode. So seeing him be Mick, and then Nick, it was like, whoa. Um, which again is one of the issues I have other characters that aren't human but continue to age and it just messes me up because I come from a I come from a, a vampire frame like frame of reference and you know I I remember them I remember there being issues with this on this you know with Angel when he when David injured his mm-hmm. knee and gained a bunch of weight and then uh, you know, I I just those are those are things I remember. Is all mm. I'm saying right now. Go back to Highlander <clears throat> series, which they're supposed to be immortal. You know, the Highland the 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 immortals on Highlander the series. Same thing. It was like it was on several years, and you know, Adrian Paul had to look the same. Peter Wingfield had to look the same, and um, you couldn't really see that much. Difference and actually, they don't look that much different today. They could go back and do that series now, and it's twenty some years later, and maybe a little extra makeup, <laughs> you know, or something, and they look exactly the same. But it's the it's the same issue, you know. It's those those shows have a have a shelf life because, you know, they're not all Mark Pellegrino, <laughs> you know, that don't age right. Today. Like or, he he's an anomaly, you know. Um. Yeah, but going back, going back to Cass and Nick, like I, I can't figure out what they're really doing this season when it comes to Cass, because well, why should this on one be hand any different than any other season? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I mean in the specific thing. <laughs> we talk about that on one season. hand. True, true facts. On one hand, I'm pleased to see them recognizing what they've written themselves into corners about. And acknowledging things about Cass, and I, I mm-hmm. assume the scene where Cass is talking to Nick about why he believes Nick said yes is really Cass talking about himself. Um, although, again, I will stand by the fact that Cass said yes to Lucifer out of complete hubris and selfishness, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think he believes that, so that's fine. Um, I think. It's immensely hypocritical of Cass to be like, I can't even look at him. Like, who are you? Said yes to. Like, are you for real here? You oh. arrogant. Ooh, that drove me bananas. Mm. But yeah, they do, you, you can't know, look to at have him. Nick, really? to have to not 
to have Nick reel on him and tell him, you know, you're no better than me. You're just a body snatcher. Like, and I think it's even mm-hmm. more. I think it's even more important with cast with cast because you know, yes, you can sit there and say like this is what you regret. But if we go back to, oh God, I just based on the name of the episode where we actually meet Jimmy and his family, Revelation. I don't remember. It's been a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. It it literally yeah. has been t- a, t- a decade. Um, <laughs> redemption? Revolution? Something with an R. Anyway. <laughs> Renovation? I'll go look on our website. <laughs> Restoration? I'll go look on the website. What, what season was it? It's season four, and I think it's episode 20-ish. Four? It's in that it's vicinity. I actually like that episode, too. I just can't think of the name of it. Comp- oh, it starts with an know. R, I guarantee you. The Rapture. Yes. <laughs> I was close. Rapture, oh. Revelation, whatever. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, Started with an R. You know, Jimmy essentially blackmails Cass. I mean, Cass essentially blackmails Jimmy into giving him back that vessel by taking Claire. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, back when Cass was I can't think of a better word other than a complete asshole because he was in season four. That was the point. The point was the character arc of him being that and then, you know, become understanding humanity and understanding that just because your boss tells you that to kill Sam Winchester doesn't mean you have to kill Sam Winchester because he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, I love Castiel in season four. I, I mean, I never liked Cass, but I've never liked Castiel, but I do think he was a better character then. I just, I don't like angels. Yeah. I'm never going to like angels. Well, uh, when they first came on the show, I liked them because they were different. They were badass. They were something to be scared of. Mm-hmm. 50 million years later, I'm kind of tired of them. And I would like something different. <laughs> Which is hilarious, yeah. too, watching Sympathy uh, for the Devil, episode one of season five today, where again, so it's 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 written by Kripke, so he has Becky saying, you know, nice addition with the angels because the other storyline was getting kind of stale, and I'm like, oh, the irony. Yeah, um, it's like, oh, honey, if you only knew. <laughs> if only you knew how. Yeah, so, but um, I just, the absolute... So they're pointing out that, and they're pointing they're pointing it out in episode one, which doesn't surprise me because almost every episode that Andrew Dabb has written that contains Castiel contains some sort of shade at Castiel. So that doesn't surprise me. It surprised me more to see it in this episode, which makes me think that it's less them acknowledging and more that, uh, once again, we're going to end up in a place where it's like everyone telling Cast but you didn't do anything wrong. We all understand. You're not like Nick or Lucifer. You're better, which I'm just not mm. here for. I really wish that they would just go whole hog and make Cass an antagonist because, and I said this mm. in a review, it would give the character his dignity back. And really, I wrote dignity, but I meant balls. So I would love because, to have the Castiel from season four back. Was, I mean, if we must said, continue with a character awesome. like mm-hmm. this, yeah, if, if we must continue with a character like this, I'd prefer the cast from, like, season four or season six. 
I don't understand mm-hmm. why we why we have forgiven the cast from season four, five, and six. Why have we forgiven that cast? I don't understand. Especially six. Like, why is it okay? Mm-hmm. Why are you allowed it? Why are you allowed around? Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, I Why are you and, and him telling Jack, you know, after the fall and after no, after you caused the fall again with your hubris. Mm-hmm. You, the fall mm-hmm. didn't just happen. You didn't just lose your wings. No, you caused this. You did this. I love the way Mark also, goes in and says Castiel. He calls him Castiel. He like puts a in there, Castiel. I have to listen yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's a lot smoother when he long. says it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot smoother so cool. when he says it, and I like that. I love it. I just love Mark so, Pilgrim. And I don't feel like Cass has uh, remorse for taking Jimmy's body because he had all kinds of time to – well, I was going to say he had all kinds of time, but – also, I'm confused. Like, you're not in Jimmy's body anymore. You let Jimmy die 10 years ago. You are a reconstruction of a reconstruction of a reconstruction at this point. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got blown to bits. Although, although I will take the whole I'm a walking corpse thing because that shit's funny. And I'll take it because it reiterates that Cass is awful and I don't mean cast specifically the angels are awful and the yeah. only there's very few times where we've seen that noted I mean we got it with Hannah where she was like she's screaming and I, I have to let her go and mm-hmm. you know that ended up really going nowhere other than the fact that like that vessel that like Hannah wasn't that vessel anymore and then we saw Hannah later in a different vessel and then that vessel was killed so whatever but the sentiment was was on point for that. And I don't think we see enough of that with the angels where angels are awful. They are awful beings. They are cruel. And we're supposed to be like, oh, no, they're the good guys. Side note, going back to angels, was Michael using his own grace? That's what I was wondering, too. It had to have been because he doesn't have any other angel hanging out for That's him. That's what I was saying. But why didn't they do why didn't they show him using his own grace? Like I think that would have been a better effect. Yeah. Like not just like not just and I don't mean special file. effects, but I mean literally him using himself would have been like better. You know, yeah, or, or even cutting a finger or something. I think it would have been more <laughs> impactful to see it be his grace. Mhm. Rather than like a vial yeah. of what has to be his grace because there are like what four Could and a half he, angels left or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention, but I think there was eight or nine last we counted. Something. something. I don't know. But, but is that was that including was that including Gabriel? I don't was and Lucifer. I don't know. So like how many are? I don't know. <laughs> so we find out later it's Sister Joe. Maybe uh, you know we, we don't. I could totally see that happening. Yeah, I I really don't know. So, um. But I think it would, if it is his, it would have been, I think, more impactful to show mm-hmm. him using right. his own grace for the experiment because of that mm. maniacal insanity that goes with genetic experiments in that way. You know, there's one, it's one, like, you know, a, a tiger, like a liger, a donkey. What? We lost you, Vinny. We lost you. Losing you. Hello. I don't know. Yeah, why. We can hear you Hello. a little better. There you are. There you are. Okay. 
I literally did nothing. I didn't even move. Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Sure. Um, well, but like you know, a tiger, a tiger and a lion make a liger. Okay, that's genetic genetic experimenting. Okay, and then ligers can't reproduce on their own. Like, great. There's a sinister level to the uh, analogy of what Michael's doing. You know, yes, he's experimenting with angels and monsters, but it's human vessels, so it just has that, you know, Hitler kind of vibe. Um, That whole master creepy shit. I don't. So I think it would have been really cool to see it be his grace. And I think, again, that was a. uh, The thing is, I don't think it is his, though. Even though they never, but then like, I, then I think like, show me where you got it from. Yeah, and because I don't see Michael as being the type of per, per of I was gonna say person. He's not a person. <laughs> I don't see Michael being the mm-hmm. type of higher being or whatever. Because first of all, he thinks he's the next thing to God, which I guess maybe in the angel hierarchy he is. But um, mm-hmm. he he thinks he's above everybody else. He's a you know. So I don't think. He would share, you know, grace is like their blood. I don't see that he would share any part of him with anything because mm. he's greater than them. So mm, I, I, I don't think it's his. I think we're going to find out that he's got some angels somewhere, you know, that he's bleeding dry. Because I, I don't. I don't see it being his. I, the only I reason have, I could see it being his is because I would feel like he feels his grace is superior. So again, if you're building a master race, right, and that's I I, I can totally see that, and that's the exact reason why I think he wouldn't because he thinks his grace is superior. So he's not sharing it with anybody. Maybe, and again, they're, this is the problem they're with not it worthy not being of clear. It. Yeah, right, I think right. It, you exactly. know, then I think it would have been. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been an extra layer. I think it would have been an extra level of creepy if you would have also shown an angel strung up that he's bleeding for grace while he's bleeding of um, a vampire. Right. I think that would have been an extra level of creepy. Conversely, if you show him, you know, cutting his own forearm or whatever, again, it adds to it. Having him pull a vial was just kind of. Uh, Lazy? See, I like I'm he stopped hoping, by the magic uh, store to get a vial of angel grace, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where did it come from? I I have a I have a comment and a question. The comment is is back a little ways, and the question is is current. <laughs> um, I I want to comment on with Cass having a hard time looking at Nick. And we're like, well, you said yes to Lucifer, blah blah. But also, you have you're having a hard time looking at Nick because he reminds you of Lucifer. That's funny. Sam didn't have the same trouble that you did, and he was possessed for way longer, hundreds of years. Well, and on top of that, like, ca- but like he was Sam went in there and took care of Nick, Cass. and and was visibly was visibly disturbed by having to take care of Nick, but he didn't whine about it. And here's Cass yeah. whining and looking and the other so way. It's so hard for me. Kind of stuff. So yeah, not not you. 
<laughs> no, it was Sam. And and he and Sam's not an angel, you know. He he was human and could still handle it better. Speaking um, of, and then I, I and then I promise. No, I don't promise, but I will endeavor to stop uh, harping on Cass. Um, I make no promises. Uh, <laughs> once again, you had one job, Cassiel. You are babysitting <laughs> two people, two humans, and you lost them both. My God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what? One went out and mm-hmm. killed somebody. Yeah, one went out and murdered, mm-hmm. and one went out and almost blew everyone's cover. Yeah. He was probably catching like, up on those Netflix shows he's been missing. And I guarantee you they're going to walk in and tell Cass, you know, you lost them, and then someone's going to go, it's okay, Cass. I would have probably lost them too. Yeah, can't yeah. stop them when they want to go I somewhere. I somebody would get sped up, you know, and finally say something. But, you know, he always uh, he always gets away with it somehow. He just has too um, much heart. I have a question. We're talking about, is it Michael's own grace he's using? Is he using some other? Where's Where's Sister Jo? Where's Anaya? We saw her calling Sam, and then mm-hmm. we haven't heard from That's her. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you Did you Did you think there was going to be continuity from episode to episode? Oh no. <laughs> well, no. well, that's adorable. I actually, well, I, well, I, I was hoping. That. I was go. hoping. Ouch. Actually, I, I will actually that. be. I think it is yeah. that, personally. Yeah, you, I think you it's said that it might be her grace. I did. Sam, I was actually you kind of surprised think she's on their she side, and then she disappears. I was actually surprised she wasn't in this episode because since she's a character that the duo created, I was surprised for her to not be in this episode. I really mm-hmm. thought Could that. Could she have I really thought that, that was. Out? No. Could she have? They would. I'm just no, They wouldn't have edited out Danielle. They wouldn't have edited her fully out if she had been in it. No, mm-hmm. for several reasons that would, they would have done that. Um, because for one, they'd still have to pay her. So why edit her out when they have to pay you? Like this is not the kind of this is not the kind of budgeted show where they're going to go. Yeah, well, this maybe we'll pay you, but you know, we're not going to use you. Other people, I mean, you know, you have movies where people end up on the cutting room floor and still got their you know their SAG daily wage, but. They, they're mm-hmm. not going to do that to. They're not going to do that to one of the leads' wives. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, that mm-hmm. would just be. And and I and I don't think that I don't think that anything that they had written for her in this episode would have been relevant to the storyline. So, for whatever reason, they opted to not. I mean, either the episode just it was not something that the duo chose to have as part of their storyline for this episode. Or you know budgetary reasons because they have to use her later, whatever it may be. Um, she was specifically seen... not written for this episode for some reason, and I do I really was expecting to see her in this episode because again they created the character, so I really thought that the end of last episode was set up to have her in another in an episode again. We've already seen her sharing her grace with Lucifer. Right. So maybe she's voluntarily sharing it with Michael too. I don't think Archangels replenish their grace. 
Did I miss something? Um, apparently, archangels. Who knows? You know, a special blade, except when they don't. Um, the blade doesn't hurt hurt a human. It doesn't hurt a human vessel. They replenish great. I, but apparently, cast re- replenishes which takes anywhere from point, a month like, to a hundred years. So maybe it's eighty four yeah, years. I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> and I'll be honest. Okay. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such well, a MacGuffin that I don't even care. <laughs> I, it's okay. I just wondered did I like fine, whatever. Um, and do you think Michael's pinky ring is anything, or is it just a ring? I was wondering about that is it just too. Because we know, or is it? We know Jensen likes jewelry. You know, we know he. Likes yeah, I, I kind of just, I kind of just chalked it up to Jensen. Like an affectation, like he's arrogant, yeah. and I'm wearing a tux, so let me let me play the part and get a pinky ring. Okay. Yeah, I, I really I really chalked it up to to Jensen playing dress up. I really didn't think anything <laughs> beyond when that. His, mm-hmm. When he's in his newsboy outfit, he's not wearing it. He was only wearing it when he was in the tux. Yeah, the I think it was part of yeah. the I think it was part of the like Playboy persona he was creating for that that moment okay. scene. I mean, it was a couple scenes, but um, speaking of the newsboy hat, I think it's funny that the first thing he does when he's uh, apparently no longer Michael is the hat. Take off the hat. Take the hat off. <laughs> well, it's like, it's on to Michael, it's off. It's, it's like Clark Kent. Glasses on, nobody has a clue who he is, and they're just glasses, you know, but you know, the newsy hat comes <laughs> off, and it's Dean. I mean, it does make sense that, that, well, I was going to say it would make sense that Dean would be like, get this off me. But no, Dean likes to play dress up just as much. So, I don't know. I wanna, but I thought that I thought that was funny. But it wasn't his choice. It's, it's been such a running gag with, with the hat for all of us in the fandom that it was funny to see that be the first thing he does is take the hat off. Um, and it wasn't dramatic or anything. It wasn't like, get this thing off me. It was just like, taking my hat off. <laughs> I was like, thank you for taking the newsy hat off. Well, I thought, like, I thought, I, I thought actually it meant Dean says, I, I've had it with this hat. <laughs> you well, know, but he doesn't I didn't take mean, it off it very, wasn't, um, he doesn't take it off, he takes it off very carefully. The first time I watched it in my head, I was like, he flung that hat off. Because again, I wasn't super paying attention. No. But when I rewatched it, I was waiting for that moment, and I was like, "Oh, he didn't do that at all. Never mind." <laughs> my my memory. Well, he kind of drags it off his head. And you watch his hair kind to... of like ripple. <laughs> but I wanted to mention it, something it... that I'm sure everybody caught but me in the. When I was um, no? rewatching it, <laughs> maybe when <laughs> when I was rewatching <laughs> it, in the scene where Michael's talking to the Pat Master dude, he says to him, "Wouldn't you rather?" This is paraphrase. What? Right, what? Wait, I've got it, and it's probably a very simple sentence, but I want to read it exactly. He says, "Why be the hunted when you can be the hunter?" Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was that was explained to me. That was like aha. That was like my aha moment. Light bulb went off on my head. That's what he's doing with Dean. Dean's 
because even the word hunter, which we know Dean's a hunter, see Sam and everybody's hunting Michael right now to get Dean back. So he says, why be the hunted? Why be the guy everybody's after when you can be the hunter or when you can be Dean? I think that's totally what he's doing, you know, with the whole Dean's back thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. letting Dean out. I think it's. I think it is really Dean. I think he's letting Dean out, but he's still there to do whatever he wants to do. He can just take over whenever he wants. Yeah. Well, well we know it's not that easy. Yeah. Can't be that simple. I really do. So I really do feel that, like what I said last week about him being kind of like a sleeper cell sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. do think they're going to mm-hmm. go that way. Um, and mm-hmm. when Dean said that line, I was like, well. That's exactly what the what Michael's doing. It just hit me, and I was like, mm. that explains his whole plan right there in one sentence. Why be the hunted when you can be the hunter? Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I, I didn't correlate them. You know, I know it, it had to do with him, you know, getting all the vamps and the werewolves, but I didn't also put it for Michael himself as the plan. I mean, I knew it, it can't be that easy um, when Dean – is you know uh, uh, comes to Sam and, and Mary and Bobby, and I also thought you know when like like there's the opening and you see and when you first see him you think Michael, and as he walks and as he points he's still Michael. He, oh, he I think and he was definitely Michael up until that very last moment. Collapses kind of. I also thought it was it was cool and I don't know maybe maybe it was just me but because um, Sam says you got him out. And Dean says, and no, and he seems almost ashamed and embarrassed that he didn't. That again, that's the whole Dean thing. You know, I should have saved you. I should have done whatever, even if it would have been impossible for anybody. I think he's ashamed and embarrassed that he couldn't. He couldn't take over. He tried. We know he was trying, but. I thought that was a nice moment, the way Jensen played it. You know, he's because Dean's usually very, you know, together or arrogant, or he blusters his way through. And this was, of course, it's Sam, but he says, "I, you know, I didn't. You know, he he was just gone." So I, I thought that was a nice moment, a nice little bit there. Yeah, but huh? I think I do. I I'm. I mean, uh, it's hard to. What? Then he said a lot. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, I'm wondering how long before they have Dean or Michael remanifest in Dean's body. Like, is it going to be immediate, or are we going to have a while for a few? Mm-hmm a few episodes of him being like, what? Like, I mean, obviously, whatever. I mean, the next episode is called The Scar. We've already seen in the preview the scar on Dean's arm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to be important. Um, I don't know. I Again, I don't feel, I feel like, I think, I feel like the whole thing with Nick and the Archangel Blade is key because, you know, like we said, you know, the rule of the rule of Chekhov's gun. You don't put a gun in a scene unless you intend to shoot it, and then, you know mm-hmm. you don't mention an angel blade not killing a vessel unless you intend to. 
use an angel blade to kill an archangel, but not the vessel in like, you know, 10 to 14 episodes down the road. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I just thought it was a nice acting moment by Jensen. I, it wasn't really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was commenting a nice... On the and it was a nice I just thought... Mm-hmm. But it was a nice shift. And like I had said earlier where, you know, the, the, the scene in the beginning where you can see him fall out of Michael and become Jensen, this was a similar thing, but in a good way where you see him fall out of Michael into Dean and it's not, it's completely physical. Even before he says Sammy, which <laughs> first words mm-hmm. out your mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. Even before he says that, I mean, his, it's right as he's, his hand is hitting the pillar, his body changed before his hand even hit the pillar. It's like mid-collapse. Mm-hmm. And um, I love and the only thing I wish course. is I wish we could trust the continuity of the show that like, okay, well, we didn't hear any angel wings flapping. We didn't, there's no light. There was nothing. Uh, the only thing is, is we can't trust the show to have those telltale canonical indicators because they just make everything up as they go along. You know, never mind what's been done but before. But if he hasn't actually gone, if he isn't actually gone, would well, that's you know? The thing. But I'm they're trying, they trying believe, to they seem, is, they seem to think that they're going to believe that he is. But I always assumed that it wasn't just us. Like, well, no, and I don't assume. I'm pretty sure it was canon. We're not the only ones who hear the angel wings flapping when the angel's gone. So for them to believe Michael is gone, but there be no indicator of it, I think is going to be, like, I'm curious to see how they explain that and how they get around that. That whole part where Cass is supposed to be looking in his head, I'm guessing it's to see if Michael's there. Yeah, which mm-hmm. if Michael's still there, again, we're just getting more of like, oh, really, Cass can't do anything? Shocking. I'm I'm stunned that he's going to get this well, wrong. If Michael's still there, Michael should be able to hide so nobody could find him can, in there. Can he really? You know. <laughs> I mean, the whole the, the whole thing was, <laughs> Cass, you can't come because an angel can sense an angel. Never mind that, like, when Gadriel was in Sam, oh, well, no, never mind, Cass was human. I take that back. Cass was human at the time. You know, Michael just could be chilling on Netflix. <laughs> right? It seems to be what <laughs> angels do. Right? Well, also, I Where's wonder, Cass, who knew, you could get, who knew Nick, you could get Netflix in there? So. I feel like that's and what Cass, Cass is touched, doing anyway. Cass touched How else do you lose two six-foot-tall six men? How do you do that, Cassiel? You are the only one with superpowers, and you lost two full-grown six-foot-tall men. You had one job. I mean, granted, they're grown-ups. They can go wherever they want. But, like, they literally had one job. So for the sixth time, (laughs) Cass touched Nick's shoulder to try and see inside him. What was that even? But he's got to grab Dean's head. And didn't he also do Sam? 
when he was like looking for his soul or whatever, he touched his head, but he touched Nick's shoulder. So does it matter? But he seems actually it's been kind of consistent touching the head of the person he's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, but you would think so, with, with Lucifer he'd want to be sure and would touch more than a shoulder. I don't understand. I really don't. And again, I'm not sure if it comes down to Yeah. I'm not sure if it comes down to is nobody like, okay, say the script says like they shouldn't have to indicate because that's poor writing to constantly have like say Nick go like have Cass go let me touch your forehead and see if Lucifer is still in there it's poor writing to have Cass have to say that so I'd be curious to Mm. see if the script says he puts his hand on his shoulder or again was that a combination of a directing fail and an acting fail like how maybe Mark Pellegrino said not the hair never the hair but I mean, like, but also, <laughs> but like, it's we've not there. Cass, there. We've seen Cass do a forehead touch. So, Lots and again, it's poor. It would be poor writing to have to reiterate that. And it would also kind of be. I feel like if I was somebody who's writing that moment for someone who's been playing the character for so long, and a director that's been aware of the show for so long, I don't know if I would specifically say, and then Cass touches Nick's forehead. So I, I would be really interested to see how that scene is written versus how it was, how it was played and, and directed. I, that is something I'd be really be interested to see because that moment did irritate me. Because I'm like, what are you doing? What even, what, when, mm-hmm. when do we touch shoulders to see if they're like, yeah. no, no. Well, it's like you say, it's like at the beginning of the episode when Sam says to Cass, you know why you can't come with us, Cass? And then Cass describes why he can't because we haven't had years and years of, like, how things work and angels yet. And and the way he says it's back, it's like like a parent says to a kid, you know why you can't uh, cross the street by yourself, right? You know, and the kid just sort of, you know, dutifully rattles off. You know, well, you can't do that because uh, Mike, the car might come by, and uh, that's what Cass sounded like. You know, I well, I know I can't. It's like, well, and here's it's because you think there's a new too. person like, watching to explain. Yeah. It was well, and here's the thing. Like again, I've always said that this show, especially in the latter seasons, has had a problem with trusting its audience. Which, if any show should mm. trust its audience, it's this one because we're the mm. ones who have mm. to school the writers half the time. And tell them you messed mm-hmm. this up. I mean, come on. We even caught the Grand Canyon fail of, of Ben Edlund. So, mm. and that's, I mean, in theory, that's such a minuscule thing. And But we're going to catch it in the fandom. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they do. Ha- you do have to trust your audience a little bit more. I wonder if mm-hmm. that, again, Cass's response is so petulant. When the reality is, is like, shouldn't you be more concerned with the mission being accomplished than being relegated to babysitter? I mean, especially since, well, well, look what happened the last time you went on a mission. You derailed everybody from the mission at hand. 
So well, no one's going to let him special... babysit anymore either after after this time. And, well, you know, you would think that he wouldn't be allowed to, to babysit anymore after Charlie was murdered, but nope, here we are again. Uh, oh, I'm sure yeah. they'll find oh, I'm sure they'll find a way to blame Sam for this, like they did with that. Anyways, and I'm not bitter at mm. all. Uh, I I have to wonder if it was part exposition and or and part you know giving Cass that moment to be petulant. Again, I don't understand why he's being petulant, but he was clearly directed to be petulant, whether in the script or by interpretation of of Misha and and Dick, whichever it was the petulance was very clear. I don't understand mm. it. We've, you know, and the fact that, that Jack was less petulant about being left behind than Cass was about being entrusted to watch two very important people that need to be kept safe. Mm-hmm. So... Also, mm-hmm. how did it totally switch around to Jack wanting Dean to die if that was the only way to get rid of Michael and Cass saying we've got to do everything to save Dean? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's not what mm-hmm. Jack said. What Jack said, and what Jack said is right. Would the last thing Dean would want... And it goes back oh, that's to true. when Dean had the mark of Cain, like, he pull Cass aside and say, if this can't be fixed, you have to kill me because Sam can't do it. Sam won't do it. Sam will burn the world before he has to burn me. And I think it was an interesting moment. And I, again, is it foreshadowing or was it, is it just weird directing and acting that as soon as Jack says that, it pans to, to Cass, and Cass kind of has this look like, yeah, you're right, dude. So I don't think that it was so much that Jack was like, we have to take Dean out now, so much as this is the contingency, is that there is no contingency plan. We don't have a follow-up. And he even says, cage him or whatever. But we can't have, you know, if we have the chance, we can't let Michael roam the world. And him saying it's not what Dean would want was one of the one I, of the more in character moments of this episode. <laughs> well, I I agree that that like they're what they're what they're saying is right, but it's it's who's saying it because Jack before was, you know, they're my family. I need to save them. He's most important, and Cass would be the one. We can't do that. Leave him behind. We'll have to kill. That's why Dean goes to him to have a castaway. I'm saying it's not so much what they said, but who was saying it. I think in this instance, it was kind of well well placed. Again, and maybe I'm again, maybe I'm reading too much into the the mm-hmm. the acting and the directing of it. But it did seem to me that Cass kind of had this look on his face, like, "Yeah, you're right, kid." So he actually did think that way or 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 didn't, but it was it was Jack convincing him and Jack I feel like Jack actually saying 
Dean wouldn't want this. Or reminded him? Oh. Yeah, because it again, reminded him. it's okay. Again, Jack isn't saying, "Let's go, let's let's form a party and go mm-hmm. out and murder Dean's vessel to get rid of Michael." He's not saying that. What he said was, "If we, if it, it was, it was, you know, a te- mm-hmm. like the same way a, a, a question is te- is phrased on a on a standardized test. If this, then that. If not this, then this." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't take umbrage with what Jack said really. I also, you know, he's also coming off of just seeing his grandparents with you know and having that having that whole just archangels are 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 bad news and like he said you know, he knows even though Cass to a degree what Michael did in the AU world like Jack lived it he he went in there and he actually saw what Michael did to those people who survived and I and I agree with Jack that Dean wouldn't want Michael to do that to a world that that his that he has saved so he has endeavored to take care of and especially like who wants to risk their life to save their brother and then have the and then you know be the reason the world is incinerated? It's really not like goal. That's never anybody's goal. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't have as much issue with what Jack said because I think it was I think it was phrased correctly for him to say you you know this is not what Dean would want and I would like to believe that the the facial reaction that that Cass has is an acknowledgement of that now am i setting myself up for disappointment then and do i have the knowledge that that meant nothing and we're going to pre- completely ignore that moment going forward i'm sure yes i'm fully aware but i'm saying in this moment in this episode <laughs> That's what I got out of it. Well, that's all we know. That's all we can do. I do think we'll it's interesting that, that someone we haven't talked about this episode really at all is Sam. And I think that's very telling of the episode itself. Although, I will say that it it did make sense that, you know, we have one episode that was very Sam heavy or very Jared heavy and Jensen Light, and then we flipped at this one. It's It makes sense. Um But I really have no, I Last week I had so much to say about Sam, and this week I have just nothing, and that's that's disheartening when you have one brother very, that's very missing. Pretty. Yeah, he, he was very, very pretty. pretty. Oh, with the suit and the scruff. But my point, my point is, is when you have when you've already taken one brother away in terms of the storyline, and then you take the other one away and to focus on everybody else, then. For me, I'm going. Why am I? What, what show am I watching again? What is this? Hmm. And that's the way I felt. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I thought Alex did a great job in the scenes with the Kleins, and I, you know, the emotional payoff hit for me. I also went, what, what show am I watching? Why, why are we watching? Is this One Tree Hill? I'm confused. Like it just didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like I've always said about Bitten. Bitten, you can say it, you know. 
I'm not a big fan of it, but I know that there are people who really like it. You can say that Bitten is a good 42 minutes of television. I don't think it's a good 42 minutes of Supernatural, though. And that's mm-hmm. why I love the scene with Jack and the Kleins, where I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't fit in the show. Like, where are we going with this? Why are we doing this? Because you, he can't say, I am your grandson. He can't say it. And it was so weird to have them go, oh, my name's Jack. Oh, that's my, my name, you know, that's my name, too. You know, he, he kind of looks like, like, it was just, ooh, all <laughs> kinds of awkward and uncomfortable. And I don't think it was intended to be. I think it was intended to just be heartfelt. And, it, oh, I don't know, I just felt kind of gross the whole time. Um, and then it felt like, then, you then think we'll the, see them the again? The day, it just kind of felt like filler. Ah, uh, yes, yes, we will. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be used as bait by somebody. Mm. I like them. I like that scene. I thought it was. Yeah, and I, thought, really, like I, said, I, thought I, I see really what you're saying about it. Not I just being thought it was. But I just thought it yeah, was. Yeah, so I thought well everybody done. did a great job, but I felt good. like it felt very off in this episode. Like, tonally mm-hmm. for the show and for the episode, it felt shoehorned. Um, despite them doing a good job. Also, again. Eugenie and Brad, you know that I'm like your little cheerleader in the corner going, no, 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 they did fine. You're all wrong. It was not that bad. You know that I'm that person. But Mm -hmm. why does the medical examiner not understand DOA, ETA, and TOD? How does a medical examiner look at somebody who say that and go, eh? Like, laymen know what TOD, ETA, and DOA mean. Are you kidding me? Like, she was confused before the DFA flood, uh, flub. I, that, that, because that, she, she is very, um, she, she's like a grammar Nazi. She only wants the full words. No <laughs> I mean, I relate to that. As someone who never uses, as someone who never uses LOL or BRB or any of that, uh, I relate to that, so we can. I'll accept that. I'll. I'll I don't even FYI. Was she just sort of? F- was she just sort of like weirded <laughs> out by the fact that this FBI agent seemed all these acronyms? I don't feel like, but I feel like an FBI right. agent would say things like that. Like I've watched enough. I've watched enough, but he procedural shows that they all talk to each other like that. But again, it goes yeah, back to my point of sometimes these writers are so busy making the joke that they don't care if the joke really works. So they really wanted to make mm-hmm. the joke of, of Bobby doing all the acronyms and then messing one up. But again, then if you want to make that joke, that joke could have worked if the director would have stopped her from looking confused prior to the DFA. If she would have been on board till he said DFA and then had her go, mm. wait, what? Then the joke hits. Her, and again, is it the directing? Is it the editing? I don't know. But again, the ball was dropped on that particular joke because she was confused before she should have been confused. That joke actually I could have worked. It wasn't going to be a gut buster or anything, but it would have been yeah. endearing. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I, agree. I feel like I also liked the, her. Yeah, I and I liked her too. I thought she. My other thing is, and somebody who's better versed in season twelve can correct me if I'm wrong. But 
why was the apocalypse 15 years for Bobby? Why did the apocalypse start in 2003 for him? The show didn't even start in 2003. Like, I would have given you 13 well, years, which is still wrong as far as I'm concerned. But it's an alternate universe, right? But I need an explanation for that then. If you're not going to explain it, don't do it. Because you already gave us an AU where Dean was thrown into a world that was five years off. I've already done all these things, and yet if you're going to do something like that, I need an explanation. You want to to give me an exposition for everything else. I don't see why they needed to explain it. The supernatural universe existed before, you know, the show storyline existed before 2005, but we didn't start watching it till 2005. That but doesn't I feel mean... Like, I feel like if you're going to have... That's just, that's just when the apocalypse and the AU first started. But I feel like if you're going to have a show... If you're going to have a show that revolves so Which heavily around... Which I thought wasn't long enough. I, I feel like if you're going to have longer. a show that revolves so heavily on dates, uh, then... But again... Is it a ma- is it is it really that or is it a case of like in the pilot where everyone went, hey Eric, why hadn't Sam and Dean talked for two years? And he was like, because I don't understand the difference between two years of college and four years of college. I don't know. Like, was it just that? Was mm-hmm. it just that they wrote fifteen because fifteen is a number that people go to because we're conditioned to do five, ten, fifteen years? It, was it that? But I feel like a, a show that revolves so heavily on time frames. I feel like you need to give me a little more than that. Also, in 2003, people knew what DNA was. So, like, well, he whatever. Did, he did know what, he does know what DNA, he just got it confused because he hasn't said DNA in 15 years. You're just defending they, Bobby. I'm, I'm criticizing no, 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 the writers. No. I'm not criticizing Bobby. No, I, I'm criticizing <laughs> the writers, too, but in a different way. Because clearly the world, the alternate universe used to be pretty much normal like ours. Because everybody over there, you know, aren't saying, what is a telephone? You know, when they come over here and everything, you know. They know how to exist in the world. So apparently the universe over there used to be the same. How, how did it only take 15 years for the world to be so crappy over there? I mean, you know, they have the giant, you know, angel blades. Oh, I feel, like if, the I feel like if we and, had a legitimate apocalypse, the civilization would crash really quickly. You could be right. I, I, I was just thinking it was, should have been longer. You no, know, and that's, been, that was that was part of the thing. Oh, no. I feel like I feel like if we had a legitimate <laughs> it's only apocalypse, been two years whether it's our last election. Yeah, like well, here's the thing. Like if we had a legitimate, like if for people who believe in the rapture or whatever, like if we had a legitimate apocalypse, okay. Or if you believe in zombies, if we had a zombie apocalypse, or if you just believe in chemical warfare, which exists and is real, and we're all going to die, fine. But I think, like, if if the if society came apart in that way, I do think humanity and our and our comforts would deteriorate far faster than we think they would. Like. I think about things like the like the stand or like you know the stand could legitimately happen, or if you think about post-war kind of uh, media and and books and movies, or if you think about The Walking Dead, like everything crumbles really quickly, and it's really I don't feel like it's um, 
I don't feel like it's exaggerated. I really do feel, I do feel like, I feel like, hum, like you know, Lord of the Flies, humans are awful, and we're going to fall apart really quickly when we, when it, when, when the zombies come, we're all going to fall apart. I, I, so, I do mm. feel like 15 years was, I just feel like 15 years was such a long time frame for him to say that, and I don't, I don't know. It just, and again, it is one of those things that because this show is so heavy on years, that it may have been so throwaway, but for me, it took me out of the scene for a moment to go, that's 2003 and the show started in 2005 and wait, what? And I really had to stop and think like, did I miss something in season 12? Was that indicated? Because I feel like in the end of season 12, it did indicate that it all kind of went on the same general timeline, just differently. Of everything from that scene, this is the last thing I expected you to be upset about because I (laughs) to me that was nothing. I didn't care anything about that line. But um, to me the fact that I literally have it in my notes in all capitals 15, 2003, why? This math is stupid. It's literally my notes. (laughs) I figured you'd be upset because of the way Sam and Bobby talk together. It was very much like the Sam and Bobby relationship. Oh, I are. I, I, of original. I've, given up, I've given up having issue with that because I've come to the conclusion that we're apparently just going to continue on as if Bobby were Bobby because there's another moment later where he's just Bobby. And I'm like, whatever. I give up. I give up on anybody understanding that this Bobby is not Bobby. He's not Uncle Bobby. He is war hardened, AU, been, you know, been through the. Been through it, Bobby. We're just gonna forget that. We're gonna apparently we're all gonna let it go, and we're gonna also forget that for for Mary, she's just you know coming to terms with the fact that she's a widow, but she's gonna flirt with Bobby. Go for it, you know whatever. I give up. I give up. Uh, what's funny is, and it's which of course none of this would ever happen in real life. It's a fictional TV show. But I often think about, you know how people talk about cloning their pets and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I'm, it sounds hey. like I'm going off on a tangent, it, it but I'm not. Done. <laughs> have okay, okay. So, you know, I often think about, you know, cloning people, cloning, you know, my my little chihuahua. I think about, I would never do that because even though she supposedly would be the exact same, it'd be so disrespectful to my original, it'd be like she never existed because there's this other one. So I feel the same way with what you're saying about original Bobby. I, you know, I don't want them to be disrespectful to the original Bobby. acting like, you know, he never existed because we got this one. It's been him all the whole time. I agree. And yes, I, I do tend to ramble. So if I don't, if I'm not making sense, I completely understand. But no, no, uh, I totally, get, I totally get what you mean, okay. and I agree. And but the thing is, I don't care. Normally, well, that's I what would. I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah. That your mm. I don't yeah. care because you get Bobby, you get Jim is my version of I, I give up because yeah, exactly. I think exactly. it would have been I think it would have been a really cool storyline to explore, and I think it would have been. I really do think that the kind of mentality that Jack is holding right now should also be the mentality that Bobby is holding, and I think that would make for really good uh, conflict and really good storytelling. But I think, I do think that it is, 
like I said with with Lucifer, where they just don't grasp the concept of their own characters well enough to go to to not to not just fall into writing Bobby the same way because it's Jim. And yes. it's not Jim. And Matthews, I, I do the wish I do wish they would put in the little differences and the because like I said, I don't want to disrespect original Bobby because I Okay, I love Sam and Dean. You know I do. But Bobby's my all-time favorite character on this show. And it would make it, it would make Death's Door episode. I don't want to take anything away from that because it was such a beautiful episode even though it killed off my sweet Bobby. And I you know, I, I don't I don't want them to take that take anything away from that. So I do wish that they would put in the little differences. But I do want him to be the same type of person that original Bobby was. I want him to act and talk and everything like original Bobby. I just want him to put in the little differences, which they haven't yet. Yeah, no, make no mistake. I, I had an eye roll moment at that, at, that, at that familiarity and that, that camaraderie being so mm-hmm. easy. That was very, I had, I, I, yeah, I, very I, I, legitimate, I legitimately went, oh, God, I don't even care anymore. Because I, I feel I, like I'm swimming upstream with it. I can I was see uncomfortable with it. Sam wanting it to be Bobby, like Sam or or Gene eventually wanting it to be Bobby, and of course it's not. And then it written as this Bobby saying, you know, sorry, sorry, kid, I'm I'm not that guy. You know, I I don't yes. know what you're talking about. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, that could work. That could have worked. Just that could have worked. But but they have they have mm-hmm. AU Bobby falling right in line with it, along with Sam. Where Sam should forget that that's not like he should have those lapses of mm-hmm, of treating Bobby like his Bobby, and Bobby being like, "I'm not that guy. Like I didn't I didn't take care of you." Yeah. I know you. Not because he wants to be mean. He just doesn't have it. It's just the information. Right. Like That's it's not just, the life he lived. He doesn't know them. Yeah, it's it's so. that thing where, you know, like, you can have a really close friend and they introduce you to their cousin. Like, that's great. You're their cousin. But, like, I don't feel anything about you yet. Like, I, you're just my friend's cousin. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I will say but, that I did like that in the scene where um, – Dean comes back at the end, and you know it's supposed to be Dean. That um, Sam, you know, Sam was all emotional about it. Original Bobby would have been right there too, you know, and he wasn't. So I was glad that they had him pulled back and not being emotional about Dean being being back. Uh, but I think that so that is his mother, and his mother didn't do too much. Well, I was going to say I think oh. it was less of them actually acknowledging that that's AU Bobby, and more of them understanding that it should have been about Sam and Dean in that moment, which they did, good. I'm glad. See, that's, do, that's all I care they, about when, when it comes down to it anyway, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Mm-hmm. They did do close-ups but, on Mary, but they, they didn't really on Bobby. Mm-hmm. What's a Mary? And Mary, Mary Campbell? I don't it. know her. I love how Jared played it like, I want this to be Dean, you know, I want it, but I... And I know he does. I hope, but he's got. He even he's got to be suspicious. 
Oh, y- definitely. You know? And I think we'll get but into that. I love that it was Dean's first word was Sammy. So if I was Michael, that's what I would do to make sure nobody looked too closely that maybe Michael's still around or what's Michael up to. That's what I would do. I would play to to. I mean, but I think Michael has to know that about Dean. Despite, you know, especially with the Winchesters who have seen, they've seen uh, an angel imitate the host so so flawlessly Mm -hmm. with with Sam and Gadriel, I don't think that he would, I don't think that's something he would um, take lightly, I guess. So, but, I mean. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I will say that this episode, despite me being honestly quite, quite a bit more more than anything else, um, it did. It did. It, it 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 did what it needed to do, which is make me want the next episode. So there's that. I just don't know. I just. I wish I. I. My my thing is this. I need my brothers together, and if you don't give me my brothers together, then I need to be able to enjoy whatever they're doing aside from that. So the fact that I don't particularly enjoy Michael, it, that's a lot of my problem. Like, But then I didn't enjoy Demon Dean either, so... But we did get a nice face-off in in the second episode between Dean and Demon Dean and Sam, where we don't get, we still haven't gotten that. Mm. <laughs> Do you feel that? I guess it's vaguely a spoiler, I guess. But um, again, Eugenie's quoted in the recent interview saying that Dean's not going to have that big a problem now that he's back and you know he's just going to move on and and be fine and handle it and eventually there's going to be some kind of twist about that but that's later on and you put I any stock in that is, I think she's working really hard to not spoil everything while everybody else is spoiling stuff left and right so at this point, I, I just like the Impala and Dry Dock. Hmm? You're so bitter about that. <laughs> but I, the interview recently that I found interesting, I think it was Andrew Dabb, maybe? I don't know. But somebody said that um, Michael wasn't going to be the big bad for the season. It was the, it's the, it's the Eugenie oh. one, yeah. Oh, okay. I know, no, it might have been part of Dabb, too. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. But yeah, the, there's there's a bigger thing to worry about than Michael, and I'm like, didn't you just set up a whole six months of promotion about Michael being the thing to worry about? Good God, are we back to are we really back to Year of the Demon, really, or Demon? That was so bad. But are we really back to that where you just know? See, the what right I'm thinking is, what the left hand is doing in terms of writers and promotion. 
Mm-hmm. I want, and what, uh, it's like when Buffy, you know, they had Gloria as the big bad in season five. You know, they had a god, a hell god. And then, you know, it's like once you have a hell god, where do you go from that? They went the next year to three nerds. And so I, I, I wish, I'm tired of seasons of God and Lucifer and now, you know, Archangel Michael. I want them to go back to the, you know, fighting, you know, smaller things, you know. Why do we have to be the biggest things ever? Here's my here's 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 my twofold commentary on that. I was gonna say issue, but it's not even an issue, it's a commentary. Um I do think that they're kind of trying to do that. Like Andrew Dabb gave a an interview where he talked about how this this season is going to basically throw out the lore of John's journal, which mm-hmm. on one hand irritates me to no end, but I have to wonder, like, does he mean that literally or does he mean that in terms of, like, what Michael did with his experiments? Like, does you know, does he mean that, okay, yes, it does throw the lore out the window to have werewolves that silver doesn't affect okay I get, I get what you mean or do you legitimately mean what you are saying you mean so on one hand I do feel like I do feel like that could take us to a point where we're kind of going back to what we've already seen but like I do get like how often can you it's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer so with you know, she was always going to default to vampires, and then at some point, you know, she had to go a little bit bigger and issues. But anyway, um, in the end, it all came back to vampires. It makes me wonder, like, does this is this their way of, in the end, always coming back to, like, we're going back to monsters? That said, the problem is they can't do that because then what do you do with Cass? Like, we're always going to have to deal with angels and God and Lucifer and Michael and whatever other angel, because if not, then Cass makes even less sense than he already does. And so that's also one of my issues is that as a result of him, he's a tertiary character, but his existence drives the plot line because it always has to involve angels, because if not, then why are you here? And well, what we that, keep what saying he's, he's, the no. character's overstated. It's welcome, and no character should stay on Supernatural that long because they wear out their welcome. They don't make sense in in Sam and Dean's world anymore, and we're just stuck. And you're right. You're totally right that that it's unfortunate that a character on that particular level, a lower level, continues to have such a big influence on the stories because we're stuck with, he's an angel. So we're stuck dealing with angels and demons and whatever. Uh, maybe they should make him the last angel ever. At least that would be something. But I mean, the show's had demons all along. That was the driving force at the beginning, the evil. That's what put John Winchester on the trail with his kids, he was hunting the yellow-eyed demon, and that went on for a very long time. Oh, because well, demons are a little more ma- malleable. I'm sorry, Becky, go ahead. Yep. 
Well, what I was going to say, talking, you know, going back to you talking about throwing out the lore of John's journal and like with the werewolves not being able to be killed by silver and all mm-hmm. that, we kind of already did that uh, with the mother of all, whatever she was called. Remember, she was creating Eve. new demons. Yeah, Eve. Um, she was, you know, creating new demons and, you know, the um, Jefferson Starships, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, so we've kind of already done that. Right. And we did it with the alphas and now we have mm-hmm. no alpha, you know. But I think it's I and think it's their way of I this is my I don't know Andrew Dab from a hole in the wall. I I've never met him, I've never had a conversation with him, and I'm sure he's super relieved about that. Uh I don't think that Andrew Dabb really wants to do angels anymore. And the reason I say that is because they worked really hard while developing Wayward to pull Claire away from Cass. And I think that was done because I don't think he wanted angels in Wayward. And so... I think that he doesn't really want to do angels anymore, but I think he's, they're all stuck based on, you know, everybody's boss yeah. is a boss has a boss. Well, mm. you know, legalities and contracts and whatever. And I think that that, you know, contracts do push a storyline no matter what the show is. You know, if, mm-hmm. you know, not every show is, ER, where you can have this revolving cast. That's, and even with Grey's Anatomy, you've had this revolving cast, but you still have Meredith Grey. Now, I will say that there are rumors that she will be walking at the end of this season, or not, or I should, I should say she's not going to renew her contract, but the show is supposedly going to go on. This, with Grey's Anatomy, like you can, you can argue that, again, like ER, it can survive without her. I disagree. I believe, like, when you have the character that the show is literally named after, go, I'm done, maybe it's time to, you know, wrap it up. But, again, somebody's boss has a boss, and if the show is still making money, they're going to try. Same thing with Lisa Weapon. We're going to, you know, you fire one actor, and I don't care what side of the, where you stand on those two actors, but one actor was fired, they continued on, and the second actor is going, by the way, I quit, and they're still going to continue the show. Those are two Seriously? rare things. Yeah. Even when Damon Wayans is gone, they're keeping it going. It's going to be I'm a not sure if they're going to pick. Show. I'm not sure if they're picking it up for season four, but they will finish out season three, and it's season four is up in the air right now. We'll see. He Without is staying the, longer the, than he he is staying longer than he initially said he was going to. The fact that I know this is insane because I've never watched that show at all. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I watched much about it. I watched the first uh, one because I've. I've I've been a fan of Clayne Crawford for a while. I know nothing seriously about the whole fight thing going on. So I don't know if he's still a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know, but I like his acting. That's all I know. And I like his voice, his accent. He could walk past me tomorrow and I would not know who he is. I don't like his mustache, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, I wouldn't know who he is. but um, The whole lethal weapon storyline is just, I mean, what was going on behind the scenes is just, insane craziness. I've never heard such stuff going on you, before. Mm, on you know, a TV like, show. Or, or 
Yeah, or you go to shows like Criminal Minds with what happened with the actor who played Hotch. All these things happen, and but again, everybody's boss has a boss, and contracts dictate the story. So if you still have a contract in place and your studio goes, this show is still making money, and this contract is still in place, and a contract for a regular character has a minimum and a maximum. So you have to pay this, this, character, this actor a minimum amount of money that year, which means you have to use him a minimum amount of times in order to facilitate him fitting in, you know, what do you do? You have to accommodate that, and as a result, we still have to deal with angels. I really do think that it's something that Andrew Dabb doesn't particularly want to do anymore, and I think having well, God that makes go me like away him. and killing Lucifer, <laughs> and, like and yeah, well, and I think having God go away again, take his sister and, and F off wherever he is, mm-hmm. and killing Lucifer, which, killing Lucifer, and then at the, by the end of this season, we're going to have to kill Michael. I think it is his way of slowly doing that in the best way that he can and still fulfill a storyline for a contracted actor because it's hard. You know, you could say easily, like, okay, he's the only angel left, but he fights demons. Great, but then you're kind of stuck in this place where you have him every three episodes go, I'm off to go fight my own demons. I will see you in three episodes. What? Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, it, it, it is, it and is his a difficult thing to balance. Iffy. His powers yeah, are it, it still is, iffy. This is another episode right, where and it we is don't a difficult know exactly thing. what he can and can't do. And even if we did know, it's still a difficult thing to balance. It's why, you know, we had, you know, you have Kevin living in the bunker in season nine, and then randomly he's at a video game tournament because you have to get rid of him. And how do you do that when he supposedly lives there? You know, if Cass doesn't have angel drama to deal with, then one, you have no excuse to send him away, but two, you also have no reason to fold him back in. It's a catch-22. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna but I really break do, in. I really do think that yeah, I really do think that that was. I think I think like us, I think Andrew Dabb is pretty over the angels, but he feels stuck. Well, like you said, a boss has a boss has a boss, so he's got to answer to someone. I'm gonna break in for just a second because we have about nine minutes left of the show on live on the air, and as we realized last week, it absolutely ends. <laughs> and does not carry on being recorded. So if there's any, like, business to talk about, like website or anything going on, Becky, that you want to mention, or we should mention um, actually that um, there's no podcast next weekend. <laughs> because Right. That that was what I was going to say because oh, um, Susan and I, well, I was, that's what I was going to say. Susan and I will be at a convention in Florida meeting Mulder and Scully, so we there'll be no podcast. We decided that we'll nobody be... wanted two hours of just me talking. So <laughs> uh, some people might, but and then the next weekend, Benny, do you want to guess? Do you well, want to have somebody? I in? actually decided that that would be super awkward, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> okay. <real thing>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Um, anyway, we're excited because I haven't seen Becky in years. (laughs) I know, I cannot wait. We have a 
seen each other since Icon a million years ago. Yeah, many a million years ago. Here we are again. And it's over. It's not even supernatural bringing us back together. It's X-Files. Good old X-Files. So, yeah. I'm so excited. Russ is, Russ is going to meet more of my supernatural friends this week, this coming weekend than he did when he went to the supernatural convention with me. And, um, and Matt <laughs> That's hilarious. Here because, yeah, because none of my friends really were at that convention, but yet down here, he's going to meet my friend Sandra on Friday. He's going to meet you on Saturday. He's going to meet Courtney on Sunday. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm so trying I'm not to have uh, bitterness, so, you know, whatever. Not that I care about X-Files. <laughs> I super don't. But I care about y'all. <laughs> well, you know, I've been telling you, y'all got to come to the Nashville Convention in March for my birthday. It's in the books. Yay. I'm trying, um, but um, well, got to manage it somehow, it. sometime. Yeah. If if y'all come, if you both can come to it, we can like do a live podcast together in the same room. Wouldn't that be amazing? And <laughs> my guess is we'll still all talk at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it won't matter. <laughs> we'll still all talk at the same time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, that's the only news we got going. So, okay. Okay. Um, I have nothing more to say about the episode. So. Unless y'all do. And that's, and that's all Vinny's got to say. Um, I think I'm good. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. So. Yeah, I'm just flipping through my notes, but I'm sure we we talked about everything pretty much. So the, I recall a Twitter discussion. Some people for um, is it apricot or is it apricot? Uh, brandy. Apricot. Oh. Apricot. <laughs> Clarissa's wrong. It's apricot. Yeah, like Clarissa is one of our closest friends, and so that argument. But like in reality, I go back and forth between apricot and apricot. I actually don't have a standard way I say it. Same thing with pecans and mm-hmm. pecans. Like I don't have a standard way. I I I live in Texas. We say things like however it decides and then if I go if I go to Mississippi I'm going to say it different because it's just how it's going to be um but is it Caribbean or Caribbean it's Caribbean Caribbean I said <laughs> it's Caribbean syrup or syrup syrup or syrup what syrup or syrup I say syrup I say syrup syrup Maple syrup. Maple syrup. Syrup. No. Nope. You're weird. (laughs) Are you in line or online? (laughs) You get you stand in In line. line. (laughs) Eileen, if you're still listening, I get in line. Stand in line. You don't stand online. Or we can queue. Online is where you go for the internet. We can queue up. Yeah, you can can queue. I'll allow it. I watch the British TV to allow Q. 
Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's it for us. I think it is. So, well, we'll we'll talk about next week's episode the following week if uh, you know we can. We'll have two, I guess, to talk about somewhat. And thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed our podcast this evening. Uh, we had fun talking about um, this episode. Uh, I don't know. It's making me laugh thinking about about everything. Sorry. <laughs> Um, any last words, you guys, before Jensen and Jerry sign off? Okay. No, but Good I night. Appreciate, I appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Good night. Good night. See you soon. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.